Low. Titus O'Neil keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV, get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man who has a better IQ than you, the awe-inspiring JC. You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far up Vince's No, butt. no, no, no. Oh, you are no, such no, a no, sucker. No, no. You are. You defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Chopper Knocker Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a WrestleMania size edition of the Jobberknocker Podcast. As always, is WrestleMania alongside for the ride is JC. JC, we are finally in the week of hell. I mean, WrestleMania. I don't know what to say. Is a lot of wrestling to be had here this week, and uh, starts tonight, or I guess it started yesterday. Uh, how you feeling? Welcome to WrestleMania, baby. WrestleMania. You know what? I was thinking about this. I was actually talking to. Uh... Uh, friend of the podcast, our boy Adam Burt. You can find him on Twitter. He uh, he likes our shit. Um, the reason why I think I've, I've started to get really excited for this is because there's going to be fans at WrestleMania, and I was thinking, I was like, you know, we obviously have like the thing with the fake crowd noise, whatever. But like, we're going to have like real people there to react to these wrestlers, to boo these wrestlers, to cheer these wrestlers, to pop for big moments, to have real chance. And like, it's been over a year, and obviously we've missed it because that wrestling is not the same without the fans. Even though it's in a limited capacity, I think that's enough to get me super excited because, like, I want to hear certain people get booed. I want to hear the posh for some of these people. I want to hear the holy shit moments. Like, we haven't had that, and I think it's going to be really special. I, ho- I hope you're right. I-, I think the problem with what, what it is is uh, there's two things that I'm looking forward to that we can't get with WrestleMania. We don't have the international crowd because people overseas are nuts, and I love them for it at WrestleMania. They just they just hijack everything. You never know WrestleMania. There's some there's some uh, there's, there could be some people that sneak in or that are sure. already here. Sure, sure. Okay, so there's that, and then also the other thing that they they always talk about in WrestleMania documentaries or just different interviews that they do is that being outside, the sound goes up. It doesn't like. You don't hear it as well as in a compact arena. So I'm wondering, you know, is it going to be half crowd noise from real crowd and then half piped in crowd noise? Because I feel as if they're going to try to make up for it. Because we've had the test for this. It was football. And in those loud stadiums, they were still loud with the limited capacity. So I think, uh, and I'm sure WWE, like, is also prepared for that, that they'll pipe in some, like, extra, like, gnat sound just to, like, raise the noise level. But... Not only are we going to hear them, we're going to see those real reactions because we're going to get those crowd cutaways of the fucking dorks in the crowd and our boys, the Quinn Twins and Ray Ray Dragon Camp, uh, Cable and Dom hopefully smashing a few beers, you know? So I am, I'm, I'm honestly, it's like that is, that element is what I'm most excited for this weekend because as we head in the world more towards normalcy, slowly but surely, this is a big step for the wrestling world. Yeah, look, we're excited. Let's get right into it. Let's get into the, uh, my favorite part of the show, The Shine! Yeah, baby! WrestleMania, big on the shine. There's only one thing that can lead off the shine this week. It is the MVP, I think, so far of 2021. The backstage segment between Riddle and The New Day was the best segment of the week. It might have been the... I feel like I say this about Riddle every week. That was the best backstage segment of the year. Well, this one, like, I mean, the reason why I think this has been so good is because WWE for once is being like, okay, Riddle, you are what you are. We're going to embrace everything that you are and just let you go. And, oh, by the way, we're going to throw in the New Day and just, like, 
like magic. It was just absolute magic. Like it just like their reactions were magic to all the high jokes. It's just like him just buzzing around the scooter. Even later later in the show where um, Seamus and Ali were talking, he just scoots right through them. It's just like I just the guy has been so fucking entertaining. And in a time where it's harder to be entertaining, he is just knocking it out of the park. So like for me, that was the shiniest shine of the week. I'm surprised you put that that far up on the show. It's so good, man. Like, I literally, it's, it's the one thing I remember from this week is just every week I remember him. Everything he does, whether if he gets one segment, two segments, ten segments, or twelve, I remember all of them because he is just, his character is filling up all the space we need in the entertainment world. Well, speaking of something that we definitely got me entertained was the Miz and Morrison dumping paint on Bad Bunny's Bugatti. <laughs> I just, I couldn't stop laughing when I was like, he's driving a Bugatti. Like, it was just, it made me laugh. But so they have, the, they went out of their way to really emphasize 3.6 million, 3.6 million, hot, hot, 3.6 million. Like, it just, that's what it felt like every single time. It was like, Phillips must have had McMahon right there on his ear. 3.6, 3.6, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. But he's driving this cool car with, you know, the guy that, that might as well be his bodyguard and Big Daddy Cool Diesel <laughs> coming out, do their thing. But the Miz, like, riding hey, hey, ho, ho, or hey, hey, hop, hop, and then, like, drown the bunny. And then, like, <laughs> the, the, obviously, because I'm a dad, this is, like, always made me laugh. He's like, my my daughter loves finger painting, right? And then he starts putting the fingers on it. Like, loved it. Loved all that whole thing. If they stopped there, they would have won me over. But they kept going. They went further into the jumping of Bad Bunny, which was like, where's Damian Priest? Why did that happen? But I guess to get where you said last week they needed to get. So congratulations, hashtag JC knows. We had to have that promo back later in the show where a lot of people on Twitter were very unhappy about Bad Bunny talking very, 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 very long in that promo. But I think that I, I'll, I'll give the man a little bit of credit. He, he, This isn't his first language, so of course things are going to be lost in translation, obviously. But I thought the passion was there. I thought that Damian Priest played his, you know, his part real well. And I think I'm more excited to see a tag match than I am Bad Bunny versus The Miz because I think my expectations would be... A little bit higher because I, I think I'm going the opposite way of the rest of the audience because I think if you're going to put somebody in that spotlight by themselves, there's no backup plan. At least with Damian, it's, it's a lot of pressure. You know, for a guy who's never and I done think it, like yeah. I've watched enough Damian Priest as much as I'm not a huge like he's not for me. I'm not a huge fan of him, but I know that he's there for a reason and he's definitely talented. I'm just I I respect what he does and he's very good at it. I just for me he doesn't jump out of the seat for me. Um, but he's going to be there to do the dives that he does. He's going to be there to do those crazy karate kicks and all these cool things that he does to supplement what I assume the ending of this match end up being with Bad Bunny coming off the top rope, crossbody onto the Miz, one, two, three, to give a full circle for what he did at the Royal Rumble. I don't know. I, I But I will say this much. I thought he, I thought it was at least passion, you know, that, that was in that promo. Because, I mean, I always, this is the stupidest thing to say, but I'm going to tell you guys, I've always had this promo in the back of my mind if I was ever part of the WWE that I would ever say in front of a crowd. And it's very, not the exact way the Bad Bunny delivered it, but you ha- when you have to resonate with people when you are, you are foreign to something like that and you come into it, you have to connect with the audience being like, yes, I'm a fan. I was up in the cheap seats doing this. I, you know, I've watched with my parents and blah, blah, blah. Like, you have to say those things to get that connection with the crowd. And yes, Bad Bunny is an international superstar, Grammy Award winning, all that stuff, which is great. Doesn't mean jack shit when you get to the WWE for the fans. But I think over time, being literally consistent from the Royal Rumble all the way till now, um, at least he's there, you know. And I think that that shows something to the fans. Yeah, you can be upset that he's, you know, and you know, an interloper essentially. But I, I, I was more excited when I saw the Miz do the Bugatti thing because I just thought this is the only thing that I've seen on Friday or Monday that advanced the storyline. 
out of 400 matches, this advanced the only storyline, in my opinion, going forward. This Yeah, this has been one of the best lead-ups, and we're going to get to it in our predictions for sure. Like, in terms of, like, this match, like, has our attention, which is shocking, because we never thought it would. Like, we thought, like, when we first started, it was, like, a joke, and I said, oh, it's cool for a week, but if it's long-term, maybe not. Well, you know what? They pulled it off. This is one of the better stories heading into WrestleMania. Everything made sense, and like you said, this week, in terms of the go-home, it was one of the few that actually advanced, and I, I'm excited to see it. The only other thing on Raw that I think um, that I enjoyed was I thought McIntyre versus Corbin was a great match. My boy Baron, once again, main event King Corbin just always delivers. These two guys have, I think, some decent chemistry. I enjoyed it. And this was something like we knew where we were getting. We knew where the story was going. But they at least kept it where it's like they booked this storyline all the way through WrestleMania, which isn't true about a lot of the other matches. So the fact that they actually had something here and they had something for Corbin to kind of shine because he's kind of he's like the, the poster boy of the Battle Royal. Um, which we'll talk about for on SmackDown, but I think this was just like kind of solidifying, like yeah, yeah, Baron's still a stud, and you know it's a nice stepping stone for Drew to give him momentum heading to against uh, Bobby Lashley. I will say the one thing that really bothered me was just I, as much as we have you know talked glowingly about Baron Corbin in general, but on on this program, all I could think about was the man lost to to Dominic like Mysterio three weeks ago how is he a viable threat to, to Drew McIntyre if you had protect obviously it was just a last minute ditch effort to be like give me somebody decent to put in the ring with McIntyre up until Wrestlemania ah, Baron Corbin that's what it felt it also, like it, it did take Dominic like three tries to beat Corbin no I know but what I'm saying Corbin is Corbin is a good foil for any baby face it's, it's yeah but it's like Bobby Lashley was fucking losing to everyone before they made him a dominant for you know what I mean it's just like it, it with heels, it just like it goes up and down. But Corbin's always that plug and play guy. We've seen it like literally the last couple months. Like no matter where they need to stick Corbin, they stick him in and it works. He's the he's the ultimate plug and play heel. He's a stud. Sorry, the way you just said like the way they stick him in, it works. Just... Yeah, just stick him in. He's got a big dome of a head. He can squeeze him in there. No he's friction. got a melon head. He's got a melon head. By the way, I just just off topic completely. Drew McIntyre with the kilt and the leather jacket just threw me for a loop. Like it just I don't know what it is. It's just it's something different. It is Good weird. for him. Yeah. I wouldn't wear it. I'd wear the leather jacket, but I don't know if I'd ever wear a kilt. Yeah. But well, hey, it's a state. Shout out he's to a the Scotsman. Shout out to our original boy Travi Yak, the uh, the intern, because uh, he used to rock that look and he did it better than anybody else. So I like it. Yeah. Anything else in your shine? Because I don't really have a lot. Uh we can go over to SmackDown, but uh you know what? Logan Paul, man, he showed up, he did his thing, he was the guest of honor. Sammy's trailer had all the Sammy you could ask for of just like that infectious like Sammyisms and you know, it just I'm curious to see how they continue to go with it. I'm curious to see the role that Logan Paul is going to play in this match of Sammy and KO. I think it's a fun thing where you already had a match that was going to be really good wrestling, but by adding this celeb factor to it, I think it elevates it even more to be something this weekend where I'm like, you know what? It's not just a wrestling match where it's like, I look at Seth Cesaro. Oh, that's going to be a really nice wrestling match. I'm now looking at this like, oh, it's going to be a really nice wrestling match, but it has some of that gaga. So I think it's great for these two guys because these are two of the most like underrated, overlooked, like never getting the credit they deserve, guys. And I think having this little this little extra thing here at the last minute has really elevated it, and I'm I'm enjoying all of it. It's been a fun story. I will say this much: as much as they touted the two, what is it, 23 million subscribers on YouTube, Logan Paul's interview backstage only got 416k, and the SmackDown kind of clip off on YouTube got 842k. Now, granted, that's very good. I just I based on twenty three million subscribers, you figure, figure. Well, deal. here's the thing. Now, this is the, I don't know how familiar I'm with Paul. The reason why he's so famous is because a lot of people like don't like him. 
That's the point. Like he's he's gotten famous because he does all these like videos and they go viral and people hate him for that because he found success by just making viral videos. And now like him and his brother or cousin, whoever they are, like are boxing and shit and people hate that too. It's like the ultimate hate watching because you want to watch this guy fail. Mm -hmm. So. So, yeah, we'll probably talk more about that in the finish about what, what may end up happening there. But again, clearly, like you said, just it gets more eyes on the product. So they're doing something. They're doing something. I don't have anything else because I was very much in a nestle cranky mood this week, so I don't have anything positive to say. So, the only other uh, positive we can transition off this at you, uh, if you want is Edge finally cut a promo I could get behind, and I don't think we've really said that in a while because we've been hating on Edge, which can be fair, unfair, however you want to look at it. But I thought this week, I thought his promo I was like, finally, is this is the Edge we all wanted, and he's finally showing that fucking Edge. Your name is Edge, motherfucker. Have some Edge. You had it this week, so just shout out for him to that. He is the rated R superstar, so there is a potential for him to actually win now. Because if it was a uh, old timey, there's always been a potential for him to win. Are you kidding me? He was probably planned to win. It's just it might have got a screw thrown into it by fucking Daniel Bryan, like he always does, man. Third man in, baby. Best third wheel in the biz. Best third wheel in the biz. <laughs> That's a nice main event for me to triple threat. I just the meme is hysterical. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. I don't know if you've seen this, it's a super off topic, but they have the Godzilla versus King Kong poster, and now they've added Daniel Bryan to it. Like, that just makes me laugh. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> because it's just like, oh, it's not good enough. God, Godzilla versus King Kong ain't good until you got Daniel Bryan. Godzilla versus Kong versus Daniel Bryan. Yeah. It's so good. So good. Uh, I love the internet. Oh. Anyway, now we're into the heaty part of the topics that I had to really talk about very quickly. Uh, yeah, let's get this shit off my television very quickly. AJ Styles, jobber alert style. I thought that was whatever. That scared the crap yeah. out of me because I was just like, You have okay. three hours, bro, and that's all you give us? Like, come yeah. on. AJ Styles in the jobber alert category was just upsetting in general. They threw the mic at him, which was, you know, at Elmas, which was fine. But just having that whole thing, they just, nobody really wrestled until it was like a certain point in the program here. And so it was just, it aggravated me. Of course, we're going to go over to, you know, Elias and Riker being in a jobber alert category. That was less than three minutes. The jobber alert for Elias did nobody any any favors. I mean, uh, the, the stu- oh, I did Braun a favor. Let <laughs> Braun take out the trash. Well, the crash test dummies that are Riker and Elias got their ass handed to them, which I thought they were going to have a match inside a cage, but of course they just randomly put the cage together because, you know, it's Shane O'Mac. Um, but the promo that, that Braun did, at least, like, they tried real hard. It just made me go, like, for anybody who's ever been called stupid. And it's just like, I know what they're trying to do, but there's probably a better way to say it. I, I It was one of those things where it's like, the, I, the verbiage, I didn't love it, but like whenever he cuts a promo and he has an upside down microphone, he looks like he's about to take a bite out of it like a fucking banana. And he just like, you, know, you see his fucking spit going everywhere. I'm just like, I love this. I love it. I don't know what it is. It's like, it just, it resonates with me. I enjoy it. No, you love stupid Ofi. That's what you love. Yeah, because Bronny, it's fucking entertaining, man. It's entertaining. And then he goes and he fucking destroys people. Like, I just like his fun. Like, if you look up fun in the dictionary, it's Braun Strowman beating people up and slobbering all over a microphone. Slobbering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slobber knocker. Well, that's the other guy, not us. Yeah, but that's what he does. He slobbers on the knockers. Yeesh. We'll ask Dana Brooke about that later. Anyway, is there anything else that you would like to talk about Heaty-wise? Yeah. Eight-man tag. Don't waste my time on SmackDown. And on WrestleMania, you talking about job alerts? Now, how about Natty and Shayna Baszler? Yeah, hey, I mean, she did it again. <laughs> what is this, three weeks in a row it feels like? Feels like it. Unreal, man. I just, I, I'm so upset with the fact that, like, we have to deal with this tag team turmoil thing, and then we get night two, we get those two. I just... Hey, you know what? It replaced the women's battle royal, so I, I 
creatively, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. Because, like, how do we get a lot of the women involved? Oh, we'll just make them all in the tag team. So, whatever. Yeah, look, I don't know. I just, I can't for the life of me understand why this is going on. But it's just out of this world. It's just, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing with this whole thing? And it's just... It's so con. Like the only thing that saved it, in my opinion, was Billy Kay in that backstage segment. The rest of it was just like, "Hey, Billy Kay and Carmella, I hope they win." I know that's what we're all hoping for. That becomes a, a random turmoil with five teams instead of four because I looked at it and I said, "That's what I went." Ugh. So speaking of that, WrestleMania, because you know what? It's just like the rest of it. I don't even think it's worth talking time. Do you want to get hopeful so we can get to WrestleMania quicker, man? I would love to. Glorious! You're my only hope. Well, you know what? I have a hope this week, and I could take a match from WrestleMania and do something there, but no. I'm going to look at a guy, and I mentioned him earlier, my boy, Shane Corbin. Like, this is a guy who grinds. He's one of those, like, year-long players, but, you know, like you always say, he kind of, for the most part, takes the backseat during Mania season. But you know what? We've been teased with it when he won Money in the Bank. He's obviously won the King of the Ring. Like, Baron Corbin, and I think in that match, he showed, like, he can be a world champion in WWE. So that's my hope is in 2021. King Corbin, Baron Corbin, if he drops the moniker, whatever, wins either the WWE Championship or the Universal Championship in 2021. I think maybe he wasn't ready when he won Money in the Bank. Maybe now that he's, like, really become that, like, all-around five-tool-like player, like, his wrestling's gotten so much better. I think he's so much more comfortable on the mic. Like, maybe it is finally time for him. We've seen it with our other guys take a little while. Corbin's still, like, he hasn't been around as long as, like, a McIntyre or a Lashley, but... I think it might be time for when we start to like get past the WrestleMania season and the dust settles a little bit, he could be a guy that you could have carry your company as a champion for six to seven months. And then when some baby face beats him, it'll be a big deal. So that's my hope, WrestleMania. A WrestleMania hope about someone who doesn't have a big spot in WrestleMania. Hashtag JC knows. Hashtag JC's hopes come true. Eventually that hope will come true. I don't know if next year will this be it though. Year. 2021, the year of miracles. Maybe. The year of miracles, you say? I hope so. I don't know. There's a lot of time left for this year to turn around. It's only April. It's only April. Yeah. Anyway, my hope is very simple. Uh, Ali comes out with uh, his new logo with the uh, the A in American flag, and he's in the United States Championship hunt. So my my thing is, is I would love to see what the United States of Ali looks like. I think having him talk about why he is who he is having him talk about the whole thing about having a name like Mustafa, excuse me, Mustafa Ali, having that being, uh, you know, the racism or the the way that people look at somebody like that and having him become United, United States champion, I think would be a great place for him. If they, if they go full tilt, if they aren't safe with it, if they go a little bit out of their comfort zone, I think that that's a beautiful way to, to make him interesting. I feel as if... Ali needs that to be doing something because without retribution, yeah, obviously retribution is what retribution was. It is what it is, folks. But I think Ali is the United States of Ali. To me, having even the flag, like a flag made with the A and the, the stripes and everything, you go full tilt with it. I think that, that you make it uncomfortable, and we've talked about it on this program many, many times. When it's uncomfortable, you're making money. And I think that's where it is. So my hope is Ali, United States champion, long run. Give him promo time. Make him the United States champion, please. Thank you very much. Hashtag Nestle knows. Hashtag Nestle's yeah. always right. Hashtag yeah. Nestle's hopes come true. Yeah. Yeah. Good one. That's a good joke. Good joke to transition on. Don't call it a comeback. She's been here for years. I'm giving my comeback to uh, Carmella this week, WrestleMania, because she came back, she wrestled, but 
we got reminded of how fucking awesome her entrance is. Like, it is one of the most super hot fire entrances out there right now. I fucking love it. We need more of it. Give me all the Carmella. She deserves it. She gets my comeback this week. I'm sure she gets her comeback. Anyway, my comeback this week goes to... Are you ready for this? Are you sitting down for this? I'm giving it to one bad bunny. An Easter miracle! He has risen to WrestleMania's comeback! It might have something to do with Easter, folks, and there was a bunny that visited my children. But it also could be possibly because Bad Bunny put on a show this week. That more so the Miz and Morrison had helped that, but I think, like we said earlier in this program, I've been crapping on this for a very long time, and I've thought about it. I've stewed over it. I've thawed. And uh, it's the only one with a storyline that's worth it, in my opinion, going forward. Like, from bell to bell, it made sense the whole way through. So I'm okay with it. And if that's that, man, that's what you got to do to make sense. So, Bad Bunny, you get my comeback, my man. Absolute stud. Now, on that note, we're going to go to the big finish in WrestleMania. We got a big week here at the Knocker. We're going to get into our WrestleMania predictions and preview in a moment. We're going to get to our NXT TakeOver preview and predictions in a moment. But you know what? We got to pimp some shit first. Give us five stars, five flames, because this is a WrestleMania edition. We need your five star, five flame edition in ratings and reviews on iTunes, or I think it's Apple Podcasts now, whatever I always say, Ron. And all the other ones, jobberknocker.com, that's our website. Check all the great shit. We cover all the shows weekly from our great staff. Uh, Twitter at jobberknocker, at WrestleMania, at JC of the JK, at DQ of the JK, at Ray Ray of the JK, at Billy2411, at Joe Pollock47, at TJ of the JK, at DommyFeds33, at DannyFab with one N, and at SSJ Pegasus. So give everyone there a follow. Facebook Jobber Knocker, Instagram Jobber Knocker, because wherever you want to be on social media. And WrestleMania, tpublic.com slash Jobber Knocker. Buy the merch. So much great shit. So many great designs. It is WrestleMania week. We appreciate the support. And you know what? We're going to get right into it because SmackDown this week, WrestleMania, has a WrestleMania edition episode of SmackDown, which means there are two matches that couldn't quite make the cut for WrestleMania because it was too big for one night. Too big for two nights, so they needed a third night, and it's starting Friday, baby. And we have two matches set for that show, and we're going to start off with the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Fatal 4-Way, the champions, the dirty dogs, taking on the Street Profits, the Alpha Academy, and father-son combination. Nestlemania, this match, honestly, will probably be super hot fire. There's a lot of talent in this ring. It'll also probably be a mess, because there's a lot of people that are going to be in this ring, what are your takeaways from this in general? First off, I'm going to say, you know, Street Profits probably should have won if it's going to be in front of a crowd because the crowd will love it. So they ain't winning. That's that's out, in my opinion. Dirty Dogs. Fact. Dirty Dogs aren't winning because it's Dirty Ooh. Dogs. So for me, it's going to be either Gable time or it's going to be Mysterio dad time. So it sucks because I feel as if Mysterio should be on... Just, you know, Rey Mysterio should be on WrestleMania. For him to win those tag titles with his son, not on WrestleMania, would be a travesty, I think, personally. So for that not to happen, so by process of elimination using my Nestle Noggin, I'm going to go out on a limb here and predict Otis and Gable pick up those straps. Wow! Yeah, I'm going That's big. That's a big upset. If I set odds for this match, they'd probably have the longest odds, so you should cash that in at the JC Sportsbook. Uh, but, yeah, WrestleMania. I'm going to disagree with you right off the bat or on the opposite side because I uh, I just think the fact that, like you said, this isn't on WrestleMania. It's a fatal four-way. This sounds like retain a mania all over it. I think the, uh, 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 the Dirty Dogs are going to retain because 
I think the long-term story here is that the Profits will get it back, but we could have some pit stops with those two other teams. I just think for this match, I think the Dirty Dogs are going to take their bone and run it way back to their kennel. We should probably uh, say the, uh, the, the we're sweating the final scoreboard here. We should probably set everybody up for the whole year. From WrestleMania to WrestleMania, we have all the staff picks. And uh, Ray has been out for a long lead, it seems like, from number one. Bell to bell, I think. I think all the way. Uh, he may or may not have inside information. We can't prove that, so we can't say that. But uh, either way, he's got a comfortable lead. And WrestleMania has like 45 matches. So there is a chance that if Ray slips on a banana peel, falls down a flight of stairs, and then gets dunked into an ocean, we may have a chance at beating him. So it's really like me, JC, and I think Danny that are close. I think maybe TJ. I can't remember the, the particular standings. It's close. So... If 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 somehow some way by miracle as you said an Easter miracle that one of us could come out on top but uh, if Ray wins apparently Ray wants to spear me into a, a pool so we'll see what that I happens. like it I'll pay to see that that would be some good content but you know what WrestleMania this next match I think is a great opportunity to make up some ground because it's a choose your own adventure the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal anyone who's not booked in any of the matches we're going to talk about they're in this match. Uh, like I said, Corbin was like the centerpiece, but then you have a couple other big names in there as well. But you know what? For me, when I look at these types of matches, I'm looking at the list. I'm like, yeah, that person could win. That person could win. But I'm like, this just screams either a comeback or a debut from someone. So I'm thinking, well, there's a couple options here. There's a real obvious one. And it's someone I kind of hoped for to do with something else a couple weeks ago. But uh, maybe this is Keith Lee's breakout here and getting a big WrestleMania match. Um, I think he's the safe pick. I think that's who I'm probably going to pick. But I'm curious to know if you have anyone else like that you think could surprise or come back here and maybe win. Well, I was thinking about it, and there's a lot of people in this battle royal like that I'm looking at going, eh. But Shelton Benjamin piques my interest <laughs> a little bit. Uh, Ricochet piques my interest. Uh, Ali, Murphy, I think there's a lot of guys that could deserve it. I don't necessarily see the, I, I, there is a good wave, like you said, that it could be Keith Lee. I wonder if that's kind of a waste because I feel like Keith Lee's, I hate saying this, Keith Lee's above it, in my opinion. Maybe he's a comeback Monday kind of guy. Yeah, I, I would say that's a great idea. To, I, I, I mean, especially where it's not somebody, I, I, I hate saying this again, but if they've pushed the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal to Friday, I feel as if this is just going to be like, eh, great job. You know, it'll be a, maybe it'll be a fit. Maybe it'll be a Corbin or Ricochet. Right, exactly. Not, not, that's the way I look at it. For me, I, I, I'd like to believe in my heart of hearts that Ali wins this thing. But when I'm looking at this list, I am looking at this list just based on everything that's gone on this year. There's one name in there that just screams SmackDown. And screams winner, Jay Uso. I'm gonna pick main no, event Uso to win the battle royal to have that in the background for a whole year, because he's been main event Jay Uso the whole night, the whole year essentially on SmackDown. I'm gonna go out on a limb and pick Jay Uso, because I again, not necessarily believing that it's gonna be the pick, but I have to pick differently from Ray. I assume that Ray's gonna be doing something different anyway. To me, that makes the most sense. You ready? I've changed my pick. Hail Mary. An absolute Hail Mary. Give me Aleister Black. Ooh. He, uh, he kicks someone over the top rope, and Aleister Black wins the 2021 Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale. Wow. Yep. Yep, there it is. So that, that's going to do it for the SmackDown. Night one in the books, WrestleMania. 
We have two more nights of predictions to make. Huh. And uh, night one, which is Saturday, there are seven matches on each card. We're going to start with the newest match for night one. And uh, <clears throat> I'm going to clear my throat for this one because we have a tag team toy Mario match where the winners will face Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler for the Women's Tag Team Titles Championships on night two. The tag teams are Lana and Naomi. Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose, the Riot Squad, consisting of Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot, and Natalie and Tamina, and maybe, they're not officially on the card, but maybe, just maybe, and I would assume so, Carmella and Billy Kay, WrestleMania. This match is probably going to be a mess. Um, there could be some fun mixed in. Um, I think the favorites, to me, are Lana and Naomi, but I also think they could go with the fun factor here with Billy Kay. But, of course, you know, Dana and Mandy have been around the whole time. Natty and Tamina are on a push. So uh, I think my official pick is Lana and Naomi, but I'm curious what you think in this one. Well, again, I uh, it's one of those things where daddy's got to go for broke. Daddy needs a new pair of shoes, and he don't like losing because I'm very competitive. I think based on if you watch Talking Smack, I'm going to go, like, Riot Squad's out, in my opinion. They're, not, they're just there to eat a pin. Um, I don't necessarily care about Sexy Muscle Friends as much anymore. They're out. Shame on you. I mean, I'm sorry. She's in the shine, but she's not in this one. And so uh, it comes down to Natty and Tamina and, of course, the Lana-Naomi thing. I've seen Naomi and Lana do absolutely nothing forever. So, I, you know, yes, it is the Florida connection, I'm sure, and they're, they're very, very, very babyface. Um, so that would be a really cool night. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, based on what I saw on Talking Smack, I want Natty and Tamina to win. <laughs> yep. God. Two nights of Natty, baby. Oh. Two nights of Tamina. It's not even now. We're talking two nights of Tamina, which means stamina. Stamina, baby. You like, can't. Oh you cannot God. spell. You cannot spell spell stamina oh. without Tamina, baby. Imagine if they win. You know what? Fuck it. I'm putting yeah, yeah. it in. I'm putting I, it in. I just did imagine. I threw up in my trash can. Natty, Natty, oh. and Tamina win. There you go. Boom. Well, picking it. I'm gonna get the sour taste of my that match out of my mouth immediately, and we're gonna go to the wrestling porn. No, no, hold on. You, you didn't you didn't one. pick who wins against Shayna. And... I did. I, I said Lana and Naomi, bro. No, against Shayna as well. That's on Sunday. That's night two. We're not there yet. Oh, fine. We're going. We're going night by night, so people don't get confused. We're still on Saturday. We'll get to Sunday. That'll uh, be the first match of Sunday, uh, and we'll get to that trash. But no, we have the the wrestling match of the weekend. Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. They didn't have the best segment on SmackDown, but this match was already sold to all the wrestling fans who have their fucking going wacka wacka to this one. Uh, WrestleMania, I think this is going to be the match of the weekend wrestling-wise. Will it be the one we remember the most? Probably not, because I think there's some Gaga and some other matches, but this match, I think, deservedly, will be given a ton of time. I think it will be very good. And I think, I really do think that Seth is going to, lay down for Cesaro and let this be Cesaro's seminal moment in WWE so he can launch himself to the main event, truly be in the main event for the first time. I agree. I think this is a big moment from just a whole lead-up of it of just how you feel about it. Cesaro's been a guy that we've been wanting, praying for his moment, and he's had those moments where you, oh, my God, he's going to finally do it, and then doesn't. Four times over, he's done it. Every single time he gets you excited and you go, eh. Never mind. And as a casual fan, you're probably going to go, who the hell is this guy? But for me, if you're watching this at home, Seth Rollins is a whole household name. You'll probably know who he is because based on the fact that not only he's, just, he's with Becky Lynch and they have a child, but also the fact he's been part of the Shield. He's, he's most notable on the roster at this point, I think, for a lot of uh, casual fans. But I think this is an important moment because, like Rollins said, 
I've had all my moments. I've had all these things and everything makes sense for me. You've never done anything that made any sense. You've never done anything that's mattered. So I think that it would be a nice time to see Cesaro win because I think the crowd's finally going to be there to pop for it. And I hope and pray that they don't have a false start. And this is like the fifth or sixth time where they've had a false start on the guy because Cesaro needs it. I think it's time. I'm glad we're on the same page. Next up, Nestlemania, I talked about the fun factor of something that might create a moment that we'll remember. They did. They threw some wet water on me for this one. They kind of, you know, a little bit of blue balls me by making this a steel cage match. But Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon, I still expect uh, death, destruction, explosions, goofiness, ridiculousness, schmozziness, and eventually the fall of Shane McMahon, figuratively and literally, because Braun Strowman... I think is going to win this match because I think this is him being like, Braun, we're going to give you like last year. Like, yeah, you had a WrestleMania moment when you won the title, but we're going to give you a moment that people are actually going to remember and care about when you literally kill Shane McMahon, like the helicopter tried, but Braun's going to finish the job. Braun wins. I, the fun factor of this match, I, I, I even though it's in a stupid steel cage, I think they're going to find a way to still make this fun with these two guys. So uh, yeah, give me Braun. I wish I had the roar button because it's definitely roar time. It's roar time. You did have the button. Yeah, there you go. You just press yours. It's just hard (laughs) to not vote in your head to go for Braun, right? Like, so the whole the whole point of this entire thing. Let's think about this, right? Is that Braun is stupid, and Braun really hasn't gotten his hands on him, right? And the whole point is once he gets his hands on him, he's dead. So this is a match where you've waited, you've paid your money, you want to see it happen. Shane McMahon needs to get his comeuppance. And Shane McMahon's not around all the time anyway, so he's good for a car crash. This is what we hope. And if he comes flying off of that ship, we'll be happy. That's all we want. So, my, my thing is is that you know that cage door is going to come running out at the beginning, and then they're going to they're gonna probably go outside the cage, and eventually for the finish, they'll close the cage and start the match. <laughs> so, yeah, that's probably what we're going to do. But no, I'm excited Maybe for he'll it. he'll be thrown off the ship into the cage. Yeah. <laughs> He's, they're just going to somehow go into a helicopter, drop both of them into the cage. <laughs> oh, if they brought the helicopter full circle, that would be, yeah. that'd be fucking Not going to fucking happen. Yeah, no. <sighs> uh, so next up, we have the Raw Tag Team Championships. The New Day, the champions, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods, defend against the Challengers, a team that has been together but has never fought together of AJ Styles and Omos. This is Omos's in-ring debut, so something to look forward to, a little extra there to see what the big man can do. We've seen some of those displays of power the last couple weeks, but how it translates into a ring, we'll see. Plus, we also get AJ wrestling these two guys. Um, I honestly, the more I thought about this, I was thinking, oh, New Day's just going to retain whatever, but I really, really, really started to be like, you know what? I think they're going to give a little run here to AJ and Omos. So I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to pick the challengers in the upset. Give me AJ Styles and Omos to win the Raw Tag Team titles. AJ Styles could win this match without Omos, in my opinion. He's that good. I don't. Are you kidding me? Oh, well, you, you don't think Kofi Kingston, a former WWE champion, who had a long dominant reign, is a fucking, you think he's a slouch? And then Xavier Woods, who fucking plays we saw video, games? video with Paige, is a slouch? <laughs> What'd you say about him and Paige? <laughs> what do I have to say? I, I think everyone knows. You think he's a slouch? I was going to say, if you've seen the video, if you've seen the video, he's kind of a slouch, but that's fine. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Uh, but seriously, I, I, I'm i voting. So the thing that I have about this entire thing is that the New Day have been like the quintessential tag team for the last, what, six to eight years? It's been amazing how much they've done. And Omas and AJ have just been kind of thrown together, is what it is. But so it's that whole argument as a fan, right? It's 
Do they care about tag teams or they don't care about tag teams? They've thrown AJ Styles in this ring. together for months. They just haven't wrestled. No, I know, but it's just that it's that they're turning up the heat on that whole aspect of like a real tag team versus a thrown together tag team. And in a lot of people's opinions, that's how it is. So I, I, for me, like as I'm watching this from a fan meter, I am more excited to see just the ending of the match than I am the actual match. And I know it should be the other way around, but I think there's going to be a spectacular kaboom at the end of this thing, whether it's a Omos just killing both of them or AJ flying through the air and then Omos doing something at the exact same time. Like I, I, I envision something cool at the end of this match. So I'm excited to see them win. They're going to win one way or another because what has the New Day already done? They've done everything. You know, they're the, they're the in case nothing else works, let's go back to them because it always does. I don't like that you're on the same page as me. It makes me feel worse about my pick. But it is what it is. Uh, from one tag team match to another, we talked about this in depth a little earlier in the show. Um, Bad Bunny and Damian Priest picking on The Miz and Morrison. Um, in terms of an actual match, I'm curious to see what it is. But I think it's something that has all of our attention for the obvious reasons. Um, but I think it's just... The chemistry with these four guys has been so good in terms of a story of true good guy, bad guy. And, like, I really do want to see what Big Bad Bunny has. I think he's going to surprise us a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised if also he made a mistake at some point because it's going to happen because he's probably going to be trying to do some stuff that he just – that is more challenging. And I think that's going to be cool, though, either way. Um, the Miz and Morrison as characters have just – they dominate. They always dominate. And you know they're going to dominate in this match. It's going to be a mix of that, like wrestling. I'm like Damian Priest and Jomo will probably have a cool spot athletically. So I think like the the excitement for this match is way higher than like you could ever imagine. Um, obviously, I do. I am going to pick Bad Bunny and Damian Priest because it would be absolutely to me like the biggest upset of WrestleMania weekend if the Miz and Morrison won. Uh, but yeah, I, if, to say that this is a match that we're excited for, you would have told us this a month ago. We probably both would have laughed in your face. Like I said earlier with the comeback and earlier in the the shine, this surprised the hell out of me because I was not happy with it. I did not want it on my television forever and ever and ever. But the more I have to realize it and come to reality, it's the only story that evolves. It's the only story that continues. It's the only story that continues to get better with time. Uh, they've done the, you know, hey, hey, hop, hop. They've done the car stuff. They found a way to make him important, even though he's not the most important thing on the show. And Miz has a giant responsibility, so does Jomo, to, to make this a, a, a huge, important match. And I, for one, believe that this match will deliver. And I will be sort of surprised because, I mean, it started out with the Royal Rumble. The, you know, he was there doing that Booker T thing, and then they destroyed the DJ whole, you know, the whole setup of the DJ thing. They got upset, and he does the, the crossbody. The whole thing that happens, they've been kind of tinkering back and forth for months about, like, just chit-chatting and doing all these things, you know, you know, talking about how he's not a real entertainer and how the Miz, you know, doesn't respect him and all that stuff. And, you know, Jomo and, and Priest, for the most part, have been kind of like the, the hype men for both of them. But it's nice to see that this is going to end with Bad Bunny coming off the top rope onto The Miz. Like, that's just, to me, how it's going to end, in my opinion. And it's going to make... there. Some people say you, you win more when you lose, and I think this is the situation where Miz and Morrison are going to become even more popular or more hated because they are going to be in frame with Bad Bunny. So... You know, kudos to everybody because they've clearly put enough energy and knowledge into this matchup. So, whatever happens, happens. I don't think it's going to be the best celebrity fight ever, or best celebrity involvement ever. But it's up there. I think uh, it'll be in the top ten, in my opinion. Quick question, follow up before we move on to the two main events: Does Bad Bunny get booed by the crowd? That's an excellent question. 
Because it's going to be a very smarky crowd, I think, even still, even without a lot of the European influence. I don't know how he's going to be able to play off that. So I don't think it'll shake his confidence. But I think that it, I'm it, sure it, it's something they'll have him prepared for. Because as we know, WrestleMania, like we've seen some banana lands. Like the most banana land was the one where you knew Miz had truly made it when people were fucking cheering for him. And he was just looking around like, what the fuck is going on? Like, yeah. He's trying to be the biggest asshole he can. And the cheers just got louder. So we know like this is a thing. And we obviously know like internet wrestling virgins are very stubborn. And when they set their minds of like immediately, like they make up their mind on someone before they see it. Sometimes they can refuse to be swayed. Um, we've both been swayed. Like if I was there, I'd cheer him because I think he deserves it. And I'm, I think it's cool, but I am curious. I do think there'll obviously be enough of like the regular mix too. Like I hope we're more the Quinn twins. They don't do, they do the right thing here. Cause I know I think TJ is one of the guys who says like in a crowd, he tries to do what you're supposed to do. Cheer, cheer the baby faces, boo the heels. Cause it benefits the heels to boo them. So I'm hoping they're down there cheering for bad bunny. Putting pressure on you Quinn twins and Dom. Oh, Dom's going to be lit. He's just going to boo everybody, probably. He's going hey, to have a good Dom, time. I, I imagine Dom just cheering for everyone. Because Dom's just a happy-go-lucky guy. Imagine that. I think Dom has I love that. Dom has a line on the sand, though. I feel like the tw- the Quinn twins are a little bit more like, okay, we'll, 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 we'll play along. I feel like Dom would go rogue. So, I don't know. Okay. Dom would boo Dana Bad Brooklyn, Bunny. So, that, that is a thing. Um, I, would, I, I, would, I would boo Bad Bunny if the, if the storyline wasn't good enough. But it's, it's been good enough. Uh, I, we're on the same page there. That brings us to, there are two matches left for night one. We don't know what's main eventing, but I think we have this discussion here. Um, there's obviously been a push on the internet for Sasha and Belair. You have been the opposite for whatever reason, because you're Nestle and you do not want them. And you do not want them main event. And you want this Lashley McIntyre to main event. So Nestlemania, do you still feel that way and make your case of why Sasha and Bianca should main event? Okay, here we go. So we're talking about this, these two matches. We're talking about Sasha, Bianca, Belair, in my opinion. Had it been an actual storyline, had it had some aggression or some type of progression, then yes, I agree. It should be the main event. I think both are talented enough, but I also believe there is something that needs to be said here that nobody else really wants to take the time. It doesn't matter where you are on the card. You're on WrestleMania. You're going to be a big deal, right? Does Sasha deserve it? Absolutely. Does Bianca deserve it? Absolutely in a couple of years. Not right now. She's fresh on the scene. She wasn't even in WrestleMania last year. She's, yes, she's getting a lot, and she's getting a lot fast. But the thing is, you need to slow it down. You need to not overexpose her. You not you don't need to put her in all these big moments so far. It's still a huge moment for this matchup to be there. It can be a semi-main or the first match in the card and still be an unbelievable match to get a pop or to get anything specific. But for people out there to say it's going to be the main event of WrestleMania Night 1, you guys are high off your rocker if you believe that the lead-up for this has been decent. It has not been decent. They've been wishy-washy. Nobody can look bad. Nobody can look weak. It's just been awful. I would have preferred night one when she picked the, or whatever it was, the moment she picked the sign and said Sasha, then Sasha just beat the crap out of her, ripped her hair out, do something. They have done nothing. They might as well have just ignored it for the last two months. It cannot be the main event in my opinion, and it probably will be just to spite me anyway because there's more of a Vince Love first time evers than anything else. That's probably why it goes there. Again, I'm not taking anything away from the two people that are in the match. It's going to be an incredible matchup. But I think they did those two a disservice because I have completely iced myself on Bianca Belair. I, in, well, a, in a character sense. You ready? You ready? Because you are dead alone in this. There's a couple reasons why this should and will main event. 
One, Bianca won the Royal Rumble. You win the Royal Rumble, you should be the main event. I've always thought that. You now have two nights, you have two Royal Rumbles. Edge is going to be the main event of night who? Bianca should be the main event of night one. Um, but the main reason for this is, it's just like, the lead up, I agree with you. It wasn't good. But honestly, in terms of making this the main event, it doesn't matter. Like, they completely fuck up this main event, and there's still the majority of people want it to main event and care about it because this is a seminal moment, not only for women, but for black women, African-American women. Like, to be put in the stage like, yes, like Sasha's main evented before, but we've never had this before. Never mind a main event, uh, main event a one-on-one. Like, look at how long it took for a black man to become WWE champion in Kofi Kingston. Now we have Lashley, too. It's starting to, like, finally find this level. But, like, in terms of, like, like, that's why it's such a big part and people want to see it. But it's also, like, these two women, like, they're two of the more hardworking. Like, Sasha's one of the best to do it, like, ever already. Bianca's someone who we've always seen the potential. She's been working through it. We see the improvement. She's getting there. Is she in her prime right now? No. But I think that makes it even more special. But, like, you talk about putting her in big moments. Well, you know what? Like, Cat's already out of the bag. They're already putting her. They had her win the Royal Rumble in a feud for, like, one of the main championships. Like, she's already out there. She's already exposed at this point. So, you know what? And the fact that I think people just, they want to see it, and they wanted to see it in spite of the bad story, it should main event. I think it will main event. Lashley and Drew, they've done a nice job. Are they deserving? Sure. But I'd rather have this. Because when I'm looking at the end of the night, if I'm, like, getting sleepy, what's the one match that I want to stay awake for? This is probably it. If you make me choose between these two, like, Lashley McIntyre, I'm happy for both those guys. You know how thrilled I am as Lashley's champion. But in terms of caring about it and wanting to see it, I want to see Sasha and Bianca more in spite of how bad it's been. If it's been good, it'd be the thing we were looking the most forward to the weekend. So that's just my opinion on it. So you know what? We're going to get to that match, but we're going to fucking put it last because Wikipedia has it as number one. So we're going to start with number two, and that is the champion, Bobby Lashley, defending his WWE championship alongside MVP with Drew McIntyre. We've seen them split up the Hurt business. We've seen McIntyre wearing leather jackets and kilts, as you like to say. Claymore and Baron Corbin. This match is official. Is he going to become a three-time WWE champion in one calendar year in WrestleMania? I think so. I mean, the whole point of this, I mean, I would be shocked if Bobby won. He should win. Bobby should win, in my opinion. I think I agreed. I, I want Bobby I to win. I want Bobby to win in the worst way possible, but my heart goes with where I want to win. Not necessarily, you know, if I was if I was booking this, Bobby Lashley would win. Bianca Belair would lose. Like, I think that Sasha Banks should hold on. Like, those two have been great champions. I would want, I would want Daniel Bryan to win. I would want... Uh, Rhea Ripley to win, like Dick away. what? What'd you What'd you say? The people heard. The people heard it. That's all that matters. No, nobody heard it because you you chopped out. Oh well, you said Daniel Bryan. I said put your dick away. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> all right. Anyway, but no, I mean there are certain <laughs> things that I would book. Bobby Lashley would be the one winning, but unfortunately, I have to vote with my brain and not my heart. So unfortunately, Bobby, as much as I love you, McIntyre has to win because I think he's owed it from last year's fiasco. Mac is going to win. Nestlemania. What does my girl Selena say? The heart wants what it wants. The heart wants what it wants. And the heart wants Bobby Lashley to retain. So you know what? Fuck it. Every now and then you got to pick with your heart and get it wrong. I don't care. Bobby Lashley wants to retain. Um, I think there's a lot of ways they can go with either guys. I think this match, I'm assuming, I, I think it will be a good match. I think these two match up well. I hope it's a good match. Um, but I just... I don't know. I got I to gotta go with my heart in this one. And the Bobby win, like, it feels so new. And I don't want it to end yet. I'm not ready for it to end yet. McIntyre is going to have his time to win it again. But I think Bobby deserves a little more time. So 
Even though I'm not, I like I'm pretty much 60-40 that I think Drew's going to win. I'm going to go against my gut, and I'm going to take Bobby Lashley because sometimes the heart just pulls you a certain way. Never listen to Selena Gomez, folks. It's only bad. Oh, always listen to Selena Gomez. She is a stud, lovely voice, lovely song, and great. But we go to the main event now of night one. WrestleMania, we're, we're not even halfway through these predictions yet. We still got takeover, but they... The, the likely main event, we don't know officially because I haven't announced it, but according to Wikipedia, it'll be Sasha Banks, the SmackDown Women's Champion, defends against your 2021 Women's Royal Rumble winner, the woman with the best theme song in all of wrestling right now, because she's not around, I guess, a while, Bianca Belair, Nestlemania. Who do you got, man? Who do you got? Well, let's think about this. You have the boss, somebody that deserves to be where she is. Belair, who deserves to be where she is, but a lot of people, including myself, have decided that she's got a lot of uphill battles. She's got a lot more to climb. But she's the ultimate babyface. Like, you can't not cheer for her. She has the best song. She's got the swagger. She's got the positive attitude. She works hard. It's just like everything you've ever wanted in a person to cheer for, she's got it. She's got it in spades. Sasha, if she's full tilt, nobody better in terms of being a bitch. Like, she's just really good at her job. She does it, she does it so well. Um, so, again, should it main event? If the storyline, in my opinion, was good enough, absolutely. But it hasn't been, folks. I'm sorry. I want it to be the main event. But realistically, it should not be because of the storyline only. Just saying. And the facts that Phillips said last night on commentary, like, just at nauseum. In the main event of WrestleMania, it's Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre. They in the main event. Like every match. No, nope, there is a, in the words In the words of CM Punk, and I don't, I love CM Punk, and there's a lot of shitty things he said and a lot of shit I don't believe. But the one thing I do believe with CM Punk is the main event at what goes on last. You are the main event at last show. That's it. So this whole, like, multiple main but event crap, I hate. I absolutely hate it's it. It's WWE jargon. They've I know. They've doing it forever, man. It's just their way to do it. Like, it's like when they were saying Bobby Lashley was the main of, like, it's just all this shit. It's just, it's, yeah. it is what it is. All right, I picked Bel Air. I think it's going to be what? a Bel Air. I thought you said you were picking Sasha. No, Bel Air. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to see with all they've done with Bianca, her not winning. I think it would be kind of cool. If she did come up short, because I think it would kind of like, you know, that potential build her back up. But I just, I don't see it happening, especially if this is the main event. Like, I just see Bianca twirling the hair, crying with the title, with the fireworks going off, Montez running out, giving her a big old kiss, crowd popping for that. So I'm also going to pick Bianca. So let me ask you this much. If it isn't the main event, is there more likelihood that maybe they've been like, ah, maybe it's not her time. We'll give it to Sasha. Well, it's so it's one of those things. I think it's if. It's tough. I don't. I don't think this match at which spot they put it in. It, I don't think it, it dictates the outcome as much. If Lashley and McIntyre is last, I think it's a million percent McIntyre's winning. Because I don't see them ending the show with Lashley. I think you end the show with McIntyre or Bianca winning. So is it if it is the main event? I think it's more likely Bianca will win. But I think they could also sell it with Sasha. But I. I think more often than not, regardless, I think Bianca is the heavy favorite, and for good reason. Because it okay. makes it just it makes sense the way they booked it. Whether it's if it's if we all want it or not, that like the way they booked it, it just makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, that's that's night one. That's Saturday night. Oh it's my Saturday god. Saturday night delight. We still got half a card to go, and that's night two. You tried to pick this match earlier, like fifty minutes ago. Well, you're gonna get to pick it now. Dun, 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 dun. Let's go, Reggie. Dun, 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 dun. 
Hamilton, Shania Payne with Reginald, defend the tag team championships against the winners of the tag team turmoil. I had Ron and Naomi, but you, you, you had Natalia to me. <sighs> yeah, um... I think Lana and Naomi are going to win. I think they're like, we, we wanted the Lana moment in like December. I think they're going to give it to us now. Naomi is probably undefeated in WrestleManias in Florida. So I'm going to stick with that trend as like hashtag numbers guy. So yeah, give me Lana and Naomi upsetting Shania Payne and dethroning one of the more dominant women tag teams we've had. I just want to apologize for everybody for your awful karaoke version of Man Feels Like a Woman. <laughs> I thought it was great. I thought I did a great You sound job. better when you're drunk. That's just what it is. That that is definitely true. I do everything better. I think I think I think I think coffee JC versus liquored up JC vocal range wise, you're a little bit you're a little bit tailored back. I think when you when you have enough alcohol liquid courage in you, I think you you have a better range. Like I said, when I drink, I'm better at everything. Ask all my exes. I don't know how to transition out of that, except there's four women in this matchup, and uh, Josh has never seen four women in his life. No, I'm just kidding. Wow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Who the fuck is Josh? Uh, they haven't yeah, pulled I don't that know up. that guy. He sucks. Anyway, um, <laughs> I don't know where to go from here. I am going to pick Natty and Tamina because stamina, what baby. The fuck? Stamina. You're going all in? Stamina. I'm going all in. Because it's just, it makes sense. They've beaten literally everybody in this match except that team. That's what I'm saying. So let's move on from it. Let's go. Wow. Well, we both think they're losing, I guess. You just have the, the one team that, woof. Next up, we have a singles match for the WWE United States champion. My champion, hashtag Riddle, fucking stud. Defense against Sheamus. You can call this a rerun because we've seen it a million times, but I think every time it's delivered, I would expect more of the same. I think this could be a potential, in terms of in-ring, potential show stealer on what is a pretty loaded card for wrestling on night two. Um... I think this is all about Riddle, man. I think it's just him com continuing to cement himself as U.S. champion. I think you are right about Ali. Maybe some uh, more meat on that bone afterwards, but this is the spot for two guys that have done a great job getting a singles match at WrestleMania, but I think the bro, the almighty bro, wins. Give me the bro. Broton all over Sheamus. I mean, the fact that we know it was a good pandemic match, it, it was physical in the uh, early, I think it was late spring to early summer, was just wonderful. I loved it. But the whole portion of this is Riddle has been the key player of Monday Night Raw for so long. I mean, you, you can't give it to Sheamus, in my opinion, because Sheamus is such a plug-and-play guy. I think if you give him the United States Championship, you kind of handcuff him a little bit. He's already won it. If it was the IC Championship, I'd say sure, because that's what he wants to become the Grand Slam champion. But I don't know, man. I, that, Riddle, that Riddle train, man, he's a gravy bus. He's a gravy train. He is every, he's a gravy plane at this point. He is everything. So, as much as we don't like him he as a person. The, he is the foundation of WWE. He is the grass of WWE. That foundation you may need when you're building, like, a, a something. Hey, his Sheamus' ass is grass, and Riddle's going to smoke him on Sunday. That's all i got to say about that. like it. I like it. He'll be high, high above the ring with his championship. Next up, singles match. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn with Logan Paul. We hit on this a little earlier as well. This also could be a potential show stealer of night one. I'm talking about the good wrestling. We have a couple in a row here. This one certainly is included in that list and has the gaga factor with Logan Paul. I uh, I think this this just screams Logan Paul like hitting Sammy or something and turning on him and siding with Kevin Owens and Kevin Owens getting that big babyface win for 
I think the second year in a row at WrestleMania, because I believe he beat Seth last year. So I just think it makes so much sense story-wise. Sammy is much like The Miz. He plays that, like, hateable loser heel so much. It's the perfect spot for him to, you know, to get beat up by Logan Paul, to get beat up by KO, and just kind of, like, do what he's supposed to do because Sammy losing is better for him. So I'm picking KO. I think this is a lot of fun. I think this is one of the things of the weekend that is pretty high on my list in terms of uh, interest level. I think that the uh, the ending for this matchup is going to be very plain and simple. If WrestleMania was booking this, because I've booked a lot of wrestling in my life on the lower end of wrestling, but for me, this screams for me. KO wins. Logan Paul gets in there. And KO, just for good measure, turns around and gives Logan Paul a stunner. Because I think that's the moment they're looking for. It makes KO even bigger. With the, you know, And you talked about everybody hate hating on Logan Paul. Then that means Kevin Owens is going to be even more universally loved if he gives Logan Paul a giant center on a huge stage and a huge platform. Because KO is definitely where they've invested their money in. And I think that this is a way to really launch him into an even bigger stratosphere that he's already been in in the last year or two. KO all the way. I like it. The KO show. KO mania. Second year in a row. I know our boy TJ uh, will be very happy because he is a big KO mark, as we all are. He's a stud. But next up, talk about wrestling matches. This is something where we kind of got the tease of fast lane. It didn't happen. Another rerun, but they put a little spin on this one. We had a Nigerian drum fight for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. Big E defending against Apollo Crews. Nestlemania, I don't know what Nigerian drum fight is, but we see this all the time with WWE. They put this nonsensical stipulation on something. Then it turns out to... More often than not, be a lot of fun. What are your expectations? There here? better be a big-ass drum that somebody goes through. <laughs> that's uh, When you say drum fight, that's exactly what I picture in my head. If you do not do that, I, I'm not like a little like a snare drum over somebody's head. I'm talking about like a giant marching band-sized drum, the size maybe six feet in diameter. I want to see somebody go through. That's what I want. Um, Apollo Crews, in my mind probably should win this, but I think that they love the Big E train right now. I'm going to say that Big E retains again in this one, and I believe that it's a bigger matchup because I think that Apollo can always come back from this, but they want to give Big E a real big spot here, and this is the moment for him. No, I agree. I was, I've been thinking for a while like I was going to jump over to Apollo, but... I was thinking about this match like last night or into this morning, and I was really like, you know what? It just feels like, it feels like this is Biggie's big moment, and it doesn't mean like this Apollo thing hasn't ended yet, which means they hell they could be fighting again. Like if backlash is up, they could just do a rematch there, and maybe Apollo wins there. But I think you hit the nail on the head with this being a big spot for Biggie. I think the fact that it's a Nigerian drum fight, like it favors Biggie a little bit since the stipulation screams Apollo Cruz. I just I think this is going to be Biggie's night. I hope that. They don't have anything too wonky here because I think these two deserve to show what they can do because I think they have incredible chemistry. But in terms of picking, I will also be taking Biggie. Next up, WrestleMania. The match with the best story leading in. Bar none, I think it's undisputable. They didn't even have to do anything really on Monday because this match has been sold. Um, they've had the chance a couple of years ago and they dropped the ball because they decided to put some worms in the ring, which... Just didn't work. But this time, it sure feels like they're doing it differently. I have no idea what to expect for this match in terms of what they're getting. They've been very vague like about anything that's going to go. So I guess this could be wild. It's a singles match between The Fiend with Alexa Bliss taking on Randy Orton. Nestlemania. I think we're going to dial up the detective because what are they going to do here? How are we going to get to the end game, which is likely going to be The Fiend destroying Randy Orton? So your pick officially is The Fiend, right? I, I don't know how it can't be. 
All right. So here's here's what I'm going to go with. I will also pick the fiend. And in very very much Nestlemania fashion, you ready for this? It's going to be a squash and it's going to be under 5 minutes. That's what I think is going to happen here. I think it is oh, going be to be I know. Be no, I know. I know. It's going to be all entrance, all pomp and circumstance. Bell rings is going to be he is fed to the fiend. And that's it. I don't think I was even thinking about contemplating making this a no contest because I don't even know if this is going to be a contest. I think people are going to boo it because they're not going to like the ending to this. But I think the Fiend is going to annihilate Randy Orton in quick, dramatic fashion to make up for everything that's gone on. I mean, from TLC, I believe it was, when they lit the Fiend on fire and then he was gone and Alexa Bliss did a wonderful, masterful job creating that bridge until we got the Fiend back, burnt alive, zombie-like from coming up from underneath. The Fiend hasn't touched anybody really besides Randy Orton. It's just, it screams the fact that Fiend's going to be around forever. Orton's going to be around forever. Orton could lose 400 times. Nobody cares. The Fiend needs this to continue going on the streak that he's been going on. He kind of got a great match last year with John Cena. So I think that WrestleMania Fiend-wise, he needs to have an, uh, a makeup, especially from four years ago with this matchup. So I definitely see it being a quick match. I definitely see it being a lot of pomp and circumstance. And I wouldn't go as far as to say Randy Orton is going to be distracted beyond belief. They're going to pull out as many things as they possibly can. Hopefully not maggots, but I think they're going to find a way to bring it full circle. I mean, they're going to go back to the Wyatt stuff. They're going to go back to all the things that we're harping on, maybe even going back to him being Husky Harris. Maybe the puppets show up. I think they're going to, they're going to pull out all the stops, in my opinion, very quickly. And it's going to be one of those things just to, for distractions, just things like all over the place. You're going to go, why is Eric Rowan in the crowd? Maybe he is or not. You know, like They're going to go out of their way to do some weird stuff here. Alexa Bliss is going to be there. I have... So much expectation here that they are going to... They have so much to pull from from a source material aspect that this cannot fail, in my opinion. This will be the something that people are going to be upset about because I don't think it'll be very long, but I do believe that this is going to be something that is going to only continue and not end. So I picked the feed. See, I, I think this is the definitive end for their story for now. I think whatever, however they have they finish it, I think it's going to write Randy Orton off TV for a little while. Because look at man. This dude's been grinding for a long time. He's talked about for a few years, like becoming closer to part-time. I think this is a good time. Maybe like Randy deserves a vacation. The man has been a stud. He's carried quarantine on his back. One of the, like he's, he's one of the greatest of all time. And I think this is, he knows too, because he loves the story so much that the perfect ending is the fiend finding a way to kill him for now until he comes back likely for SummerSlam. And this is, I think, the launch pad for The Fiend to get back to maybe he's challenging for titles again. Who knows? Or what they're doing next. But I just, I really think this is going to be a definitive end to the uh, pretty much four-year saga now of Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt slash The Fiend. I do, I don't think they're going to call back as much to his older stuff because I think they did a lot of that last year. I think they may call back to their previous feud a little bit with some Easter eggs there. But I think it's a lot going to be focused on moving The Fiend and Alexa forward and really like smashing through that jersey barrier, which is Randy Orton, who's an absolute stud. Will and there, it is my most hyped match for the weekend. Will you believe that they will light Randy Orton on fire? Maybe. That's one of the, the many definitive endings they could do. I, I honestly, I don't know. I can't, I don't. It would be funny if they had them explode because uh, it would be like a subtle shot of AW too if they could actually pull it off and make it look awesome that Randy Orton explodes into fire and then he can rise as like a fiery phoenix someday when he returns. Uh, but super hot fire. But I just I, I I can't hide my excitement for this match. I'm a little upset that this isn't night one because uh, 
for your boy, I have to work Sunday night, so I'm definitely going to have it on on the side. But, like, this is the one thing where I don't want to miss a frame. So I'm hoping it hits at the right time where I can. Um, but, yeah, uh, I'm super excited for it. But WrestleMania, we're almost through night two of WrestleMania. Oh we my have two God. matches left. Singles match for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. They haven't done much here. They're just kind of going off, like, the debut. And Asuka, like, just kind of doing it. But we did hear the news that, uh, though... The artist who performs uh, Rhea Ripley's song will be performing live at WrestleMania for her entrance. Historically, the person who gets the fancy entrance loses, but I don't know. I just, I really feel like that Rhea's going to win this title and they're ready to usher in the new era of uh, the nightmare. But I'm curious your take because, like I said, historically, whoever gets the entrance usually does not win. Well, I'm sure there's somebody out there that has. Oh, no, it definitely has. I just think that the odds are not in her favor based on history. I but just I, I, uh, I'm leaning Ripley. I just need you to talk me out of it, maybe. I am going to pick Ripley. That should be enough for you to pick something different. So there <laughs> you go. That's true. I just find the best thing you've done. <laughs> yeah, so you can just do the opposite of me. Um, but also, I would say Rhea Ripley is a fresh new person and definitely interesting. Otherwise, you know, for me, Asuka, she's done everything she can for this this range. She needs a little bit of a break and then maybe start over again because she's Asuka, man. So that that's how I feel about it. I She needs more, but it, it, she needs a break because she's held that title for a very long time, I think, from the summer. So it's it's time. It's time to be done with it. Wow. Other question I have to ask here because she isn't officially booked in WrestleMania. Does Charlotte play a factor in this match at all, or is that something they potentially save till Monday? I say Monday. you got to have those Monday bullets. You really do. Yeah. I think I'm really starting to think Keasley and Charlotte could be the Monday saves, but I'm not ruling it out here because if they're, I think the way that Rhea loses is if Charlotte somehow gets involved and they kind of push this along with maybe the three of them to mm-hmm. kind of move it forward. But I think officially I am also going to pick Ripley because it just seems like that's what we all want. And a lot of times during WrestleMania, we get what we want. So in this situation, give me what I want. And I think we're going to get it. But WrestleMania, we have one more match left on the WrestleMania card. And it is the main event of night two, the triple threat match for the WWE Universal Championship. Paul Heyman will be side by side with the champion. Roman Reigns, who will defend against the 2021 Men's Royal Rumble winner. And then he's third wheeling his way into another WrestleMania main event. Yes, yes, yes. Daniel Bryan, third man of the match. I know you want him to win. You're fucking guns a blazing. You're lubed up. You're ready to go. You got your tissues. You got your sock. You're ready for Daniel Bryan to win again. But WrestleMania, are you going to be picking with your heart, which is conveniently located in the middle of your body, or my heart is where it throbs. I will say this much. <laughs> uh, verse, verse in my head, like in my head, what's going to happen here? Edge is winning. That's what I'm picking. Edge is winning. Uh, there's no other say. Mr. Uwa, I would be surprised if he won because it's kind of the Brock Lesnar switch where like now he's Brock Lesnar light. So that's fine. It would be funny. Daniel Bryan wins. I'm marking out. I don't care. I'm going to be like a little, like yeah, a little don't kid. Say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I might as well have my wife I mean, honestly, I'm my reaction. I'm rooting for Brian, too. Yeah. I, I'm making fun of you for it, but like we've said this the last couple of weeks. I'm like, putting Daniel Bryan in this match gave me someone to root for because we yeah. all love him. No matter how many times we see it, they can do the same story. He's just one of the most relatable, rootable guys they've ever had. 
He's just, he's just, it's just intangible that he has it. So for me, I'm in. I, I want, I want Daniel, Daniel Bryan to win, but it's got to be Edge. It has to be Edge for the love of God, and let's move this forward. Yeah, I, I, it's making it a triple threat. I definitely, I've been thinking Edge all along, but making it a triple threat, like start to plant seeds of doubt that it's an easier way for Reigns to retain, and then they can just move forward with the singles feud. Like how they could keep going this for another couple months, which I don't think we'd enjoy, but they could do it. But I think I need to stick with it because the plan, usually no matter how much like fluff and shit they throw in between, they usually get to where they want to go eventually, except for when Daniel Bryan is the one guy who did buck that trend and fundamentally changed the outcome of what they were going to do and what they were planning to do. I just, here's the thing. Batista is awesome. I think Edge is a little bit above him. And I think they're going to stick with it because the Edge story makes so much sense. And here's the thing. Edge winning will get a pop. It'll be a moment. But then the next night on Friday, you can have him go full heel if you want and start a feud with Daniel Bryan. Maybe Reigns takes some time off again. There's it just it's so it's such an easy change where you get the pop that you want and the big moment for Edge, but then you immediately can shift gears and get us to the next point. So I am also going to pick Edge because on this day he will finally get the championship that has escaped him. All right, there you go. That's WrestleMania, WrestleMania. But guess what? We're not done. We're oh, I know. I, I, I'm well aware. My battery is on. My phone is going to die. So we better hurry up. Well, we're going to go. We're not going to spend as much time in NXT. That's what TJ's for on uh, Wednesday nights. Um, but we have two nights of this. So starting Wednesday, night one, April 7th, first match, Pete Dunn versus Kushida. Who you got? I'm picking, get this, Pete Dunn. I think there's a case for Kushida, but I also will be taking Pete Dunn. Next up, we have a singles match for the NXT United Kingdom Championship. Walter of Imperium defends against Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, Walter has not lost. He's, I think he's had this in almost two years or over two years or whatever. It's going to continue, um, but I'm sure this will be a hard-hitting match that a lot of people will like. I would be shocked if Tommaso Ciampa won because is he going to go over to the UK? I don't even nope. know if he's allowed to. So, I mean, that kind of... In one way or another, just throws it off. So, I mean, Walter is the biggest fighter I've ever seen in my life, and he slaps the shit out of people. And I know TJ is going to be like, you didn't put Walter in capital, so that means you're disqualified from your pick. But I didn't put him in caps. Walter for both of us. Yep. Next up, we have the uh, six-man gauntlet eliminator match to determine the number one contender for the NXT North American Championship on night two. Ruff and Scott will start in the ring, then come with Bronson Reed, then Cameron Grimes, then Dexter Loomis, then L.A. Knight, who won the Battle Royal last week. I think we're on the same page here. This is all about Dexter Loomis uh, getting come up in some Johnny Gargano in night two. I believe you are correct. I will put Loomis everywhere because I just love me some Loomis. There's a lot of great guys on NXT, and especially in this matchup, that deserve it. Uh, I hope this gets time. I hope it gets, you know, there's a lot of people in it, so I imagine it has to get time, so it's there. Um, but, yeah. if I mean, it has to be a baby face, and it has to be something that Johnny can be upset about, and I don't think he'll be upset about Leon or Swerve. Maybe Bronson Reed is an outside shot. LA Knight, Hell I don't know. But, yeah, it's Loomis all the way. Give me Loomis or give me death. Next up, we have my match of the weekend. Like, my the match that, honestly... Besides Fiend Orton, this might be number two of the entire weekend of what I'm looking forward to. And that is the triple threat tag team match for the vacant NXT Tag Team Championships. You have MSK of Wesley and Nash Carter who won the Dusty Cup. You have the grizzled young veterans, my boys, my favorite team in WWE right now, James Drake and Zach Gibson versus Legado Del Fantasma, 
Raul Mendoza and Raul, Jesus, Raul Mendoza and Joaquin Wilde. I just fell asleep. Um, you know what? MSK, I think, was going to win those titles. But since the triple threat, and since now they have to move forward without uh, Lorcan and Birch, I think my boys, GYB, the Grizzled Young Veterans, are going to win the title to continue the chase for MSK and have a great storyline going forward. But my hype meter, my flame meter, my boner meter is off the charts for this one. But give me my boys, the Grizzled Young Veterans. Apparently, if you have three letters, you need to be in this matchup. Uh, I'm going to pick MSK because, quite frankly, they're just they're popcorn. I just can't help but not like enjoy everything that they do. They're wonderful. Um, I don't know. You, you make a strong case for Grizzled Young Veterans, though. Watch Legato win. The fucking Snorosaurus uh, win this match. That would be awful. They should make a whole like stable of people who just put you to bed, like Kushida. They did. Phantasma. It's called Legato Del Fantasma. <laughs> Oh man, poor poor Legasmo, or Gasmo, whatever they're called. Yeah, Ray Ray likes them. Shocker, I know, but that's about it. All right, so that's the man. Main event of night one. Your girl. Oh your yeah. Match for the NXT Women's Championship, Raquel Gonzalez with Dakota Kai will challenge the champion, the unbeatable Io Shirai. I mean, we've been expecting this for a long time. I know you're picking Raquel. I don't even need to ask you. Yeah. I bet everyone on the staff is gonna pick Raquel. I'm likely going to pick Raquel, but man, EO's been so dominant. But if she does lose, does she show up on Monday or Friday night? I think she's got a couple more months left in her. Like a rematches? Because I just, I don't know what else. If she isn't the champion, I don't know what else. I, I hope it isn't like Ripley, where she just kind of rots down there for a year. That's why for me, it's like, I think there's, it's a small chance, probably 15%, but I think EO could retain because maybe Dakota turns and costs Raquel in this, and Raquel eventually wins down the line, but I think I have to go with everyone and pick Raquel. But if you want to make up some ground on Ray Ray, this is this could be the match. So are you going to pick EO or not? No, I'm picking Raquel. All right, well, then there you go. I know You're you done. are, too. Absolutely. I couldn't vote against my girl. Yeah. I love her. I think she's phenomenal. Yeah, she's awesome, and she's likely going to win. Yeah, because she's a stud. Yeah, but Fucking studs don't stud. always win, WrestleMania. Studs don't always win. This, this, honestly, you want to talk about a match that I'm excited for? It's that match. I think that's my favorite oh, match I of the weekend. Because so. EO's one of my favorite people to watch, period. And I've loved watching the development of Raquel. So, yeah, in a mess, the main event deservedly of night one. We head to night two. Five more matches to go. First up, we have a match we've seen like 12 times, I think, at this point. A tag team match for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships, which exists. Believe it or not, if uh, you're, you haven't been watching NXT, that's a thing. Because that's what WWE needed was more tag team titles. Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart who won the titles like immediately after Raquel and Dakota won them, defend against the way of Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. I'm expecting a retain here. I don't know about you. Uh, I love Shotzi. I can't vote against Shotzi. I, I, I love me some Shotzi. So good Lord, they better win. Because I think, I think it's funny that uh, I believe that Candice LeRae will never win a championship in NXT. And it's just, it's just part of her gimmick, and I love it. So I think it's great. She's done a phenomenal job with her character development. But, uh, yeah, I, I just – Shotzi is just – oof. Gotta it could be tank. a rough night for the way. We're going to get to that in a minute. But next up, we have a probably my might be my third most hyped match of the weekend, and that is a ladder match to determine the undisputed NXT Cruiserweight Champion. I have not given a fuck about this title since Jordan Devlin disappeared from my television because of COVID and other stuff. But he, the true Cruiserweight Champion, is taking on Santos Escobar, the fake Cruiserweight Champion, in a ladder match, because HBK has a boner for that. He has a boner for combining titles, and he has a boner for Jordan Devlin. 
They got to do the right thing here. Jordan Devlin should win this match. I'm a little wary he might not because the human boar could actually win. But give me my boy Jordan Devlin to become the undisputed cruiserweight champion. You took the words right out of my mouth. They love Jordan Devlin, and so does HBK. They should. He's a stud. And uh, he hasn't really done much, so I think this is a wake-up call. It's nice. Thank you for being the inner room. Their inner room, I guess, is the best way to say it. But you are not the man. You are not the father. You are not the champion, Escobar. It is Devlin. He is daddy in the cruiserweight division. The end. Love it. Short and sweet. I love it, just like the cruiserweights. Next up, singles match for the NXT North American Championship. Uh, TJ's boner pal, Johnny Gargano, defends against the Gauntlet Eliminator winner. We both have Dexter Loomis. I think this is time to crown the weirdo, give the weirdo the belt, to keep his pants up, Dexter Loomis. I gotta say, TJ apparently picked Dexter Loomis, so I, you know what? As he much- He's, TJ's been on the Dexter Loomis train for a long time, so he knows. He I just gotta say, we give him a lot of shit, but we gotta give him credit for being, you know, sticking with his brain and not his penis, so, you know, good yeah. for him. Well, yeah. It's it's a Loomis train, baby. It's got to be Loomis. It's got to be. That's got to be Loomis. That's all the way I, I feel all about aboard it. the Peeping Tom train. Yeah, I baby. love Dexter. I got a heart. I got a heart on for Dexter. That was one of my favorite series. You know, you love Hannah McKay. It's just something Dexter feelish about Dexter Loomis. I just, I love it. It's just eyes. I wonder why they put that name. I know. <laughs> Ugh, Loomis yeah. all day so, yeah, long. So that's it. We got two matches left, and they're they're big ones. First up, we have an unsanctioned match. I didn't know this was AEW. Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly. People expect this to be absolute murder. I think this is probably going to go fucking 45 minutes because this is the one on Peacock. So they can go all night if they want. Um, but I really do think this is Kyle O'Reilly's time. Yeah, I mean, I you took a lot of what I was going to say, but I think that O'Reilly, he needs to be presented in a way that you can take him seriously. Yes, obviously the Peter Dune stuff is hilarious and all that, whatever. He's very charismatic, but I think as a baby face, like as long as he doesn't change up a lot of what he does, he's going to be a big deal in NXT. And he's done a great job, but I think that uh, it's time. Like, Adam Cole can do no wrong. He's got that HBK status. If he never moves up to SmackDown or, or, or NXT, I'm sorry, SmackDown or Raw, it's okay. But he he's going to be champion again, we know that. But Kyle O'Reilly is the hot hand right now, and you need to continue to ride that hot hand. And he's been the ROH champion. He's been the centerpiece of a, a, a smaller place. He can be a centerpiece of NXT if he wanted to be. So for me... I look at it like that. He needs to be the centerpiece of NXT, the end. Yeah, so that's, I don't have anything to add there. That takes us to the main event of night two of NXT TakeOver, Stand and Deliver, and that is the champion, Finn Balor, defending against the man who never lost it, alongside the lovely Scarlet, Karrion Cross. Cross uh, under-delivered in a lot of his big matches previously. I think Finn's the type of guy to get something out of him. I think this is going to be physical, because Finn Balor's been in a run of extremely physical championship matches um you know what on paper it sure seems like all clear is going to pick up where they left off and give it to cross but i have a sneaky feeling that finn balor is going to put an exclamation point on his championship reign and get this huge win to set up part three or four whatever it is with kyle o'reilly and cross is going to fall up because he screams monday night raw him and scarlet scream like monday night raw the minute he probably came out with that entrance vince mcmahon probably was screaming at triple h to give him to him so he can ruin him just give him fucking carrying cross so i think that might actually happen because if cross wins, what's he gonna do just run over nxt for a year maybe maybe they feel like he needs a little more development he might but i just think that gimmick is tailor-made for the main roster and i think finn the run that he's been on and the potential to have another finn o'reilly match I think Finn Balor is going to shock a lot of people and retain by giving Cross his first L in NXT. 
I had cross written down, but you may have talked me into it. I don't know. <sighs> it is. I talked myself into it recently too because I, I thought it was a pretty cut and dry, but I've really started to question it the more I've thought about it. Here's the problem I have with it. Ray Ray picked Finn. And he's smart, so he's probably going to be right. Sometimes WrestleMania, like you can, there's good ones where you can fade, but every now and then, like. It just, I don't know. Ray Ray's a smart dude. This might be one where you actually follow him so you don't lose a match. But I can make up some ground if I'm right. You could. So you should pick Karrion Cross. I don't need that Nestle Mojo on my side. All right, I'm going to go with Cross. I'm going to crisscross with you. (laughs) That's it. We're done. done. I'm out of here. We're done. We're fucking done. That was a long episode, but I hope you enjoyed it because it's still WrestleMania week, man. Like, we're getting crowds back. There is a lot of good stuff on paper. I like that it's spread out so we don't have to sit there and watch seven straight hours. This is, I think, a, a happy medium, you know? So it's just... Starts at 8 o'clock, ex- too, by the way. It starts at 8, not 7. Wrestling. So Yeah, starting... Like, you have the Hall of Fame tonight, Tuesday. You have NXT Night 1 and AW on Wednesday. You have NXT Night 2 on Thursday. You have a SmackDown edition of WrestleMania on Friday. And then WrestleMania Saturday, Sunday. And then Raw on Monday... You got almost a week straight of wrestling, man. We're going to be exhausted because next week we're going to have any probably an even longer show for that shit. Unbelievable. Ah! All right. I think we're, we blew our load on that. So, ladies and gentlemen, hopefully you make it through this week. To everybody that goes down in Tampa, please be safe. Enjoy yourself. Make sure you take the proper precautions and come back to us, you know, the same way you came down. And I uh, hope you enjoy WrestleMania if you are there. But please enjoy yourself. I'm going to be enjoying myself this week. This is Christmas week, baby. And uh, we'll be back next week with more Jobber Knockery.